Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We're so glad that you're here joining us today. We are talking about a super hot button topic, and it is the comparison game. Raise your hand right now where you are if you ever struggle with comparison. I feel like almost every single woman has at some point. If you haven't, then you, I'm sure, will at some point in your life. So this is just such a relatable topic. And we're just going to go over some things that we've learned to really help ourselves quit playing the comparison game for good, like really just learning how to control those thoughts so that we can stop them in their track and throw that comparison out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like one of my biggest things I used to compare myself with is, and I guess I should give a backstory. I'm 28, single, you know, no kids, living on my own. I feel like coming right out of high school, we had a lot of, or at least my friend group had a lot of high school sweethearts and they were getting married, you know, within years after graduating high school. And I felt pressured. I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't found my husband yet. I am not married. I, you know, didn't have kids at the same time as everyone else. And being really honest, even creeping up to 30, I'm like, am I behind? Am I like, do I still have time for all of this? And what happened was instead of really feeling like I'm trusting God's plan, it's caused me to start looking at everyone else and start asking God why I don't have what they have and comparing my life and my, you know, success and my relationships, everything that God's actually prepared for me for and actually given me and and the blessings that he's given me, I've now kind of taken for granted and saying, well, I want what they have because of this comparison that has kind of crippled me. Yeah. Like I track with that so much. And like they say, comparison is the thief of joy. And it's so true because, and you know, I just think it's really a tactic of the enemy because he doesn't want us to be joyful. And so I guess like what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is When you think about it, the enemy, if he can get you so focused on what someone else has or what someone else looks like or how they act or their wonderful personality or whatever it is, if he can get us so focused on that, we're not going to be focused on the good things that we already have. We're not going to be as focused on the good qualities that we already have in ourselves and utilizing those for the good of others, then which in turn brings God glory, which of course the enemy will try to do anything to keep God from having glory. So it's just honestly such a deception. I think that if we can learn how to stop it in its tracks, then we're just going to be so much more joyful and so much happier. Yeah. And even with last episode being about the lies of the enemy, I think it actually starts with that because something else that I struggled with was feeling like I was too much. And I was, I was kind of contemplating on this thought and I'm like, where did I get that from? Like, did someone tell me that, you know, and I think having some people kind of judge you for your character, sometimes it can implant these thoughts in our heads. And then the enemy can use that to deceive us and say, you are too much. You are too emotional. Yeah. Honest, total side note and another episode for another day, but like, it just shows the power of our words and how they can affect people because, you know, I can definitely trace back things that happened to me as well. I went through a lot of bullying when I was like in middle school and like early high school. And so 
um, I really struggled with like knowing who I was. And I just remember going through those times where like, since I was so insecure in who I was, I would almost like, this honestly sounds so weird, but it's the truth. Like I would almost latch on to like another woman's personality and like Mm. who she was, like someone's personality that I admired. And I would try to be like her because I didn't know who I was. So I had to be somebody, you know, and, oh, well, this person, Sally Sue over here is super popular and everybody seems like her. So maybe I just need to try to act like her. Well, at the root of that, that's comparison, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a lot of insecurity, but also comparing yourself to someone else and then kind of trying to form yourself into who that person is. And at the end of the day, that, that steals us of being who God made us to be, you know, even now when I do find myself comparing myself to other women, it's usually just because I admired that woman. I think she's, you know, has a great personality or she's beautiful or whatever. Um, or maybe she appears and we'll talk a little bit more on this in a little bit, but maybe she appears to have a really great marriage or relationship or friendships or whatever it is or business. And so you can easily kind of get into the comparison trap and start to think, Oh, you know, should I be more like her? Like, how can I make myself a little bit more like her? But I have to, you know, step back and ask God to help me snap out of it and remind me, no, she has unique characteristics that are awesome Mm -hmm. about her, but I do as well. You do as well. We all have you know, great, unique, special characteristics about, you know, us. And because God's given us those great characteristics and traits about us personally, we're able to attract, you know, the people into our lives that God wants us, wants to be in our lives. God kind of opens those doors into our lives or sorry, opens those doors in our lives, um, according to the person that he's made us to be. And if we're too busy trying to be someone else, because we're comparing ourselves to someone else, then we're going to miss those people he's trying to bring into our life and those doors he's trying to open in our lives. So yeah. it's kind of a mouthful, but there's my, my take on it. <laughs> yeah, no. And I was going to add to this. I feel like the Lord just put this on my heart. We can't build genuine relationships trying to be like each other. Like yeah. I, I think about friends that I've even had in my past of, I can see right through when they're trying to be like me or trying to be like someone else in our group. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, it, it does cause you to start questioning. Are you who you say you are? Like, are, yeah. who are you, you know? And I think the way you build genuine relationships whether it's dating, friendships, you know, family members, you know, things like that, like you build relationships in the differences that you have. I think there it's very surface level. If you're friends with someone that you are just identical in every single way, you can't learn from each other. You can't support each other in ways when you need them, you know? So I think there's actually beauty in being different. I think Satan is able to use that knowing that good, genuine relationships are going to be built and, and confidence in yourself and being able to identify your God-given talents and being able to use those. Like he knows that he's going to come in and try to damage that because what's going to actually happen is the very first thing that happens whenever you start to compare is there's a little bit of judgment. You know, you, you kind of belittle them sometimes even. I know I've caught myself, we're going to do a little honesty hour here. I've caught myself comparing myself to someone and then saying like, well, they probably do that. Yeah. Something negative. Negative. And and that's like, honestly, while we're talking about that, that's like, honestly, the root of all gossip. I feel like it's like, oh my gosh. Yes. You know, it, it comes down to like, we're jealous of that person. Well, why are we jealous of that person? Because we compared ourselves to them in the first place. So if we can cut out the comparison, we can cut out the jealousy and then we can cut out the yep. saying negative things or thinking negative things about someone. Yep. And then it kind of, sometimes it even turns in, well, I heard that this is going on, or I heard that that's going on. And then we somehow turn, it just ends up being 
judgment, resentment, um, belittling someone. And it, it all started from one thought that went from, they have something different than I do. They act a certain way or a different way than I do. And so we, I mean, I feel like me, instead of talks, even before we even thought about doing a podcast, we've struggled with this and been able to pray over each other about this, but there's so many scriptures, I think that goes into showing us how big of a deal this is and how God has uniquely made us, um, for his divine purpose. And we're made to be different, you know? And so we really felt like it was important to chat about. Do you have anything else you want to add to that before we dive into souls? Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, like obviously our podcast, we always want to give you your soul scripture, which is going to be so beneficial to know what the word of God says about a matter. And then we always want to give you your soul assignment so that you have something tangible, applicable that you can go do to apply what you learned in the podcast. However, I will say like some of these topics that we talk about on our podcast, especially like this one, for instance, these are just going to be like the Holy spirit doing a work in you. Like, honestly, as we're sitting here talking Mm. about this Jordan, you're just talking about that cycle of like, just how bad comparison can get. And like the thoughts that it can cause that is just a cycle of sin in our hearts and our minds. And honestly, like that is just like, I know personally, I need to just sit down in the quiet with the Lord and just be like, God work this out of me. Like it may you know, take us every day asking God, like remove this from my heart because some things like this are just, you know, you can only overcome it by, by God's mercy and literally him, like removing that sin from your, from your heart and from your mind. Yep. And I haven't even prayed because sometimes you, you don't realize it when you're doing it. Um, and that's the worst part, but what I've been praying too, is I was like, Lord, give me that uneasy feeling when I am, when I have that thought or when someone else speaks of something that is not of him, you know, or, you know, have, give me that uneasy feeling, give me that discernment. And that is some, just an easy prayer. I'm like, Lord, speak through me, give me those thoughts, give me those healthy boundaries that I need in order to, to be more like you. I mean, I think that's the prayer that we all, you know, deeply have. And we want to, we want to have is to be more like Jesus, but for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So going into our soul scripture, me and Sydney, we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, what our soul scripture was going to be for this episode, because one, it it was honestly hard to pick one. Um, We felt led to first Corinthians chapter 12. This is such a great chapter on comparison. Um, We'll touch on a little bit of this chapter, but definitely go back and read the whole chapter because it's, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So what the, what the chapter first Corinthians 12 is actually talking about is the body of Christ and how we all have different spiritual gifts. So God has gifted you with a gift. He's gifted Jordan with a gift. He's gifted me with a gift. And they're all different gifts so that we can all work together and help each other and lift each other up. And so the part of this passage that really stuck out to me was verses 17 through 18. And, you know, they're using the analogy, Paul, the writer of first Corinthians is using the analogy of the body of Christ, relating it to a human body and how all the parts work together. And so he says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So it really just shows how God made each of us the exact way that he wanted us to be so that we can benefit each other. What I also found really awesome about this, this passage is if you go further down to verse 25, he actually starts talking about the different God-given talents and, and qualities that he gives to the members of the church. And I think this goes even in more in depth. It's, it's anything that you read in the Bible, just um, disclaimer here, it, it's not always so literal. Like you can really take 
the scripture and also be able to use it and apply it to your life in different ways. And so one of the verses that really stuck out to me, it's actually um, 25 through 28. It says, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. And before I go into the next part, I just want to talk about this. When he says this makes for harmony. Whenever you have two people who have complete differences, you know, you admire that person, kind of like how Sydney was talking about in the beginning of this episode. And we, we chuckle about this all the time. You know, there's things that Sydney can do that. I'm just like, Nope, no, thank you. Can't I, that's just not where my specialty is, but I admire her for it, which brings value to our brand. There's things that I'm sure Sydney would prefer me to do. And, you know, and, and, that is what I bring to this, to this brand. If me and Sydney had all of the same qualities and all of the same talents, there would be so much lacking, I think with what we could bring to this brand. And so whenever I think God had intended for this scripture, you know, it makes harmony. There's harmony and differences. There's harmony and knowing that someone might be better at something than you, you know, and that is okay. It's completely okay because there's also something that you do better and that you specialize in and that God has given specifically for you to give, you know, him glory. And he kind of goes into this next part. He says, all of you together are Christ's body. Each of you is a part of it. And I I just want to pause there. Each of you, like everyone, there was no one excluded in that sentence. He says, here are some of the parts that God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers. Then there's those who do miracles. There's those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. And as I was reading this, really what this is showing us is that there are so many different pieces to the puzzle of this church. And he's saying all of us are Christ's body and we all work together for his good. And without the healers or without the people who can do miracles or without the apostles, there would be a missing piece. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be conclusive. It wouldn't be as great as it could be. And so there is so much value that you bring to the table with the anointed gift that God has given, has given you. For sure. And like, it just makes me think like, what if the people who the Lord was doing miracles through, like, what if they were so focused on the teachers and thinking, Oh, like, look at Paul. He's such a good teacher. Like I wish Mm -hmm. I was, you know, they'd be wasting all their time and energy and thoughts wishing they could be a teacher and they wouldn't be pouring that passion and that energy and thought into going and doing the miracles that God wanted them to do. You know, So I think that we just need to take a second and think like, you know, how does that apply to my life? What am I, you know, comparing myself to someone else? What, what area am I comparing myself to someone else in? And how is that taking away from what God has gifted me with? Yeah. I don't know why this is on my heart and it sounds so juvenile when I think about it, but I went through a really weird season y'all about not knowing how to cook because my best friend, Nina, I'll shout her out. Best cook that I know. I, I, this, uh, the enemy kind of came in and was like, if you're not a good cook, you'll never be able to have a husband. If you don't know how to cook, you will not know how to provide for a family. That's not true because my husband's still married to me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But that's, but, but I think about this and I'm like, you know, I spent a good three to four weeks. I bought a cooking course, y'all. Like I just became obsessed. I know you're laughing at me, but I became obsessed 
with thinking like, well, I have to be a good cook. And it, it just reminded me that we can become obsessive with all these other people's talents and gifts and, and things that other people have. And realizing that me being a good cook is not something at the top of my priority list that I need to be worrying about. Um, it just isn't, I don't know. I just felt like that was something that I actually, I really did struggle with and juvenile as it was, it took over my thoughts for so long and it turned into something so much deeper. Like this one fleeting thought turned into this loss of value and worth. And now all of a sudden I'm not going to have a husband. It's crazy how fast that can happen. And that just goes to say that, you know, comparison really is a thief of, you know, thief of joy and it can happen so quickly. So quickly. It really makes me, and I may have like referenced this in another podcast episode because I think about it quite often. It just makes me think about like, imagine having a cup, like, okay, I have this cup of coffee. If I drop one drop of poison into this cup of coffee, even though the the rest of the coffee was good, the poison, what was bad was what was bad. That one drop of poison poisons the whole cup. And so it makes me think about comparison. You know, that's really a good example for any sin in our life, but like comparison. Okay. I get one little ounce of comparison in me and Mm. boom, it just spreads and spreads and spreads like a wildfire, you know, just like that poison spreading in that cup. It starts to affect all the other areas. And like I was saying earlier, it ruins friendships. It ruins relationships. It, I mean, I've even had relationships where it was like the man versus, you know, woman was battling between who's alpha, who's not, who's better, who makes Mm -hmm. the most money, who doesn't, who provides here, who provides there. It can cause disharmony. Is it disharmony? Is that a word? I'm going to make it a word. It causes disharmony between relationships. And so I think why it's so important to know what God has specifically given you and being proud of it. Like, I think it is okay to be proud (laughs) of things that God is giving you as long as you're, you know, thanking him for it. Yeah. So we actually came up with a list of six of the main ways that we think that women often compare themselves. And I'm sure that if you don't, you know, compare yourself in this specific way, then you've probably found yourself comparing yourself in a way that's very similar or relatable to these. So we just want to quickly share these and kind of just dismantle whatever the enemy may be trying to do through these, you know, these lies in your life. So one of the main ways I think that we often compare ourselves to other women is just by thinking something like, I wish I looked like her, like the most simple, Mm. it seems like the most simple thing, but like we said, that one drop of poison, like it can just spread and just contaminate our heart and our spirit. So whenever that thought comes in, we need to talk back to it and say, no, you know, God knit me just the way that God wanted me to be in my mother's womb. I am beautiful. Another way that we may compare ourselves to another woman is by thinking something like, you know, I'm not as good of a wife as her. I'm not as good of a mom as her. I'm not as good of a girlfriend as her. I'm not as good of a sister or a daughter as her. And really the truth is like, no, I'm doing my best. I give myself grace daily and I rely on God to help me become more like him every day. So it's not like I'm giving myself permission to not be, you know, that good wife, that good mom, that good sister, whatever. But I'm, I'm telling myself, you know what? I know I'm doing my best. I'm going to continue trying to do my best every day and relying on God to help me with that. And I give myself grace when Mm. I don't feel like I was as good as I could have been. You know, I choose to give myself grace. Another way that we compare ourselves is just by thinking things like, I wish I had what she had, whether it's a house, whether it's a car, whether it's a job, whether it's a home, a husband, whatever, you know, it makes me think of the 10, the 10 commandment that says you shall not covet your neighbor's possessions, you know? So just declaring over yourself, I do not 
covet what my neighbor has. I thank God for all that he's given me, you know, and then start naming off when you go through, you know, a thought like this, start naming off things out loud that God has blessed you with, because you know what the enemy cannot hear your thoughts. He cannot read your mind, but he can hear what you say. And so you talk out loud and you start naming out all the wonderful things that the Lord has given you and see how fast he runs. Yep. I struggled a lot with that. I think with even being in network marketing, having that entrepreneurial mindset, being really active on social media, I liked watching people's success. It actually inspired me, but on a bad day, (laughs) it it would, like you said, completely poison. Yeah, I remember that. I thought, yeah, like it would completely poison. Cause I'm like, one day I'm really happy for her. The other day I'm like, well, why don't I have that? It, that instant shift, it, it ruins everything. So the next one is, I wish I had her personality. She's so fun. This one, I feel like, especially if you're in, you know, a group of people with your girlfriends feel like you kind of compare yourself to how someone's acting. If they're like, the outgoing one in the group, you're like, well, I need to be more like her because a lot of people are listening to her. A lot of people laugh at her jokes. A lot of people want to hear her stories. And, you know, so with this, I think just replacing that thought with, I have a fantastic personality. God made me fearfully and wonderfully made how he wanted me to be. And I think even adding to this, you do bring value to the table that you're sitting at, whether it's humor or kindness, compassion, making someone else not feel like they're alone, like your personality brings value to the table. The next one is I want to have that marriage slash relationship. This one I think is so easy to do on social media because we only show the best pictures, the best date nights, you know, things that our husband and boyfriends do for us. And I think really, truly, we all, I think we do all know this, that no marriage, no relationship is perfect. And changing that thought of wishing that you had what that other person had, or that other couple had, we just change that thought to, I choose to lean on God to provide for me to have the relationship that I dream of. Because, and I think knowing that God does give us the desires of our hearts, he's going to provide you with the relationship as long as you're seeking that with him and praying over that with him, you know, he will provide you the perfect relationship that is going to give you everything that you ever dreamed of. And our last one is I wish I could do what she does. So, Ooh, that one, that one hurts a little bit, but I feel like I struggled. I struggled with this because I felt I went through a season of feeling like I was unqualified. I didn't have a lot of talents. I wanted that kind of goes back to my cooking story. I'm like, <laughs> what, what do I, what do I have? That's cool about me. What are my hobbies? Like, what would someone find interesting about me instead of sitting in that place of, you know, wishing what everyone else has and what, you know, their unique talents, I think just replacing that with God has blessed me with unique gifts and talents, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. I can learn how to cook through Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Yeah. yeah. Those are all just so relatable. I feel like in on so many different levels. So what we're going to do this week for our soul assignment is we are going to write out, and this is what we would encourage you to do. We want you to write out where you feel like you compare yourself the most to other people. Like, are you in certain situations when you do it? Is it certain types of people? Just try and see if there's like a pattern there. And if there's not, that's okay too. Just write out everything that you can, you know, think of all the ways that you may compare yourself and then take some time and pray over that list and and just surrender it to the Lord and say like, Lord, I need you to take this away from me. Like, is there a resolution? Is there a realistic, practical way that I can stop, stop comparing, you know? 
other than some of the things that we shared on this podcast. Um, but like, is there something that I can start doing today so that I stop comparing? And, you know, it may be unfollowing some people on social media and it may be tough, but a, a tough, but practical solution to some of this comparison and just the ways to get the sin out of out of your life and out of your heart and make you feel so much better. So yeah, talk to God about that and just and write down what you feel like the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart. Right. And with unfollowing people on social media, I've had some heart to hearts with some close friends of mine. And I'm not saying go unfollow all your closest friends if you're having any some type of jealousy or resentment towards them. But first, what Sydney was saying, you pray about it first, pray about where those areas are, because I 100% think that and know that God can heal you um, and and kind of capture those negative thoughts and be able to, you know, take control and, and heal you from this area. But sometimes it is going in thinking about the people that you're constantly watching. And if it's causing you to consistently keep going back to those negative thoughts, maybe you mute their stories. Maybe you just take off their stories for a little bit work on yourself for a little bit and then come back and be able to come back and then follow, you know, and be able to encourage again, because sometimes we do, we go through seasons where we're not perfect. And sometimes you do have to protect, you know, your surroundings and be able to help take control over the comparison that's going on. Yeah. I was just going to say, it just makes me think of the scripture that says, guard your heart um, because all you do flows from it. I have no idea what the scripture citation is for that, but I know that there's a scripture that says that. And so, you know, sometimes you're doing, you do the good hard thing in order to guard your heart. Whenever we're talking about kind of removing those negative environments that make you compare, I just want to declare that you're not moving it out because you don't have control. I 1000% know, and I've seen it happen again and again with just, like I said, my own friend group, being able to have that confidentiality with them. Sometimes when you remove it, it allows you to see how much you miss the joy that they were having with Mm -hmm. their success, you know? And so I know for me, when I have had to mute or like kind of reflect back on why I'm having these negative thoughts, I realized that it was me, you know, it's me not being aligned spiritually where I needed to be. And I needed to kind of refill my own cup, focus internally. And then I can go back and be a better friend. I can be a better encourager. I can, you know, it's not definite. And I just want to say that too. I think it kind of sounds sad to be like, well, now I got to go and follow all my favorite celebrities. I have to go and follow all my favorite fitness girls. I have to go and follow all these things. It doesn't mean for good. It just means identify where you're struggling, eliminate then come in, reflect, and then bring it back and test yourself. I think it's good to grow. I think it's good to be inspired by people, but know where your weaknesses are. Absolutely. Yeah. So something that I honestly used to really struggle with some, some years ago now, um, is when I used to go to just like a regular gym, anytime that I would see like a girl that I thought like looked really amazing. And I wanted to look like, you know, I wanted to be as fit as her. I would struggle with comparing myself to her. And so what (laughs) I feel like the Lord finally showed me is like, look away, look, you you know, it's kind of like the unfollowing people on social media. If you're going to compare yourself to someone, control your eyes. God gave you self-control for a reason. Look away and say a prayer and just say, Lord, I'm feeling tempted to look at this girl and compare myself to her right now. Because, okay, look, if we're being really honest, sometimes negative 
feelings like comparison or jealousy, they, they feel, I don't want to say good, but that mm. it, it almost gives us like this sense of like release or like relief inside of us to let ourselves feel that feeling. So it's like, when we let ourselves start, we kind of get more and more into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then it's like, good. you start stalking well, that good. person on social media. Y'all, this is like sin at its core. Like you start yeah. scrolling through their whole feed to find more and more things to you know, be jealous of slash think something negative about, like we talked about earlier, really thinking those negative things is really just us being jealous, which started with us comparing in the first place. You can do that with people in person too. If you look at, you know, someone walking by at the grocery store, God has given us the option and the free will to look away, you know, and like we talked about a minute ago, say a prayer and ask the Lord, take this, take this sin out of my life, you know, make me stronger in this area. And then maybe once he makes you stronger, maybe you'll be able to see the girls walk by, you know, and just be happy for them and and think, you know, you go girl, like, look at her, look how fit she is or, you know, whatever. But for the time being, if it means unfollowing, looking away, walking away from a situation, not putting yourself in a certain situation, you know, a certain group of people until the Lord makes you stronger in that, then that's what you have to do. Yeah. And I was just going to make this one last note. I, I truly just feel like it's so important to know that these are seasons. I know that like, if you're going through a breakup right now, you might despise every relationship you see right now. If you went through a miscarriage, you might be so hurt to see uh, babies and things like that. And so I just want you to know, like, comparison can also be a sense of uh, resentment. And I know we've used those two words together, but also the lack of what's the word I'm looking for. Whenever you look at someone else and you're not happy that they have it, that's also a root of Satan coming in and and causing that discomfort in your, in your spirit. Mm -hmm. And so just know their seasons. And if you can be aware of them and just be, you know, internalize what season you're in, what your kind of triggering pictures are, you know, things that you're looking on the line, things that, you know, kind of upset that spirit, you can definitely protect yourself and just stay very close to God, pray over it and have him give you that, that guidance in those areas. So yeah, for that soul assignment, write out what you feel like you compare yourself the most to whom and how you can start guarding your heart better in these areas. And then just pray, pray, pray. Pray that God, um, you know, heals you from these. And I know he will. So obviously we named this episode, how to quit playing the comparison game for good. You know, the only reason that we're able to say for good is because we have the Lord with us for good. And it's going to be a constant reliance upon him and asking him to overcome, you know, this inside of us. Comparison isn't something that, you know, you can just, um, it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away indefinitely. We can't just do these one, two, three steps and it'd be good forever. It's prayer indefinitely forever. Yes, absolutely. So the only way that we're going to be able to overcome comparison for good is just by relying on God for good. So yeah, let's go ahead and pray over that. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to hop on here on this podcast. And I thank you for the women listening to this, Lord. I pray specifically over the woman who is under the sound of my voice right now, Lord, that you would remove any ounce of comparison from her life. Father, we rebuke the enemy. We rebuke his tactics and his slimy ways, his sneaky ways. We, um, we just declare that we see him and we know that Lord, because your Holy spirit lives inside of us, we are more powerful and more discerning. And we're able to discern when he's trying to come in with those tactics. And we we rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for removing, like I said, just every ounce of comparison from this woman's life for helping her 
to no longer have jealous thoughts and to just instead truly appreciate who you've made her to be and who and what you've given her, Lord, in her life. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us, we want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.